Say, Brother Hilton, preach to me. Can we say that? Brother Hilton, preach to me. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You can be seated. Came off of vacation this week. And I was going to say I didn't do any work, but that's not the truth. I got sucked into some work, but it is what it is. And uh, But for the most part, had a good time. Got home. Found out Brother Mays was available this morning. I said, you're, you're no longer available. You're coming to our place. Uh, he actually called. I, I had the conversation with me the other night and, and uh, said he started to feel things. I told him to pray about it. My, my, my. Did he ever more bless us this morning? Still feasting on the word of God this morning. My, my. Maybe I don't need to say this, but pardon me, Brother Macy. He said he was going to listen tonight, so still feasting on the last story he left us with this morning. And uh, you guys may have heard it already. He talked about an old farmer whose wife had passed away. I'm going to get it all messed up, but. The old farmer's wife passed away, and so he left this. German shepherd at the house with his son or his child whatever the case may have been and his neighbors kept telling him man that dog's gonna he's gonna maul your child he's gonna kill your child you leave him by himself with that child they kept telling that old boy that that old farmer but he didn't have no choice he had to leave that that son with with that dog for the day while he was out working I'm going to cut to the chase. Eventually, one day, he came home. The front door was wide open. He knew something wasn't right. The only thing he could keep in his mind was the fact that somebody had been telling him, that dog's going to kill your child. That dog's going to kill your child. He walks in. There's blood all over his bedroom. He looks on the bed. And he sees his son with his eyes closed, laying on the bed covered in blood. And immediately continues to think, that dog, that German shepherd that I've been leaving with my child has killed my child. Goes out and picks up his axe, comes upstairs and starts screaming as a parent likely would if he saw his child dead on the, on the bed. Goes to killing that dog. He finished in his rage. He looks over and his son's looking up at him, eyes wide open. Daddy, why did you kill the dog? Somehow the dad was pointed to the other side of the bed. And what lay on the other side of the bed was a big old wolf. It came in to destroy the child. But that dog that he had trusted with his son's life, did what he was supposed to do. Brother Mays preached about the sheepdog this morning. Let me tell you something. Even during this time, 
I'm sorry if I take this a different direction than what it's been going, but I'm saying this for a reason. During this time, people can begin to question and put in your minds, your pastor doesn't care about you. He's gonna let he's gonna let you die. He's gonna come on now. The devil knows how to put things in your mind. I feel what I'm talking about right now. Come on now, you gotta you've got to put away the lies of the enemy. And you've got to say, all right, I know what you've been saying. My daughter, on the way, on the way to eat lunch with the mazes, she said, what, what kind of story would that be if, if we changed the end of the story? And that was the neighbor that was laying on the side of the bed. The one that was putting in their ears, hey, that dog's going to kill your child. What do you think the enemy's trying to do? He's trying to do his best to destroy the church. He's trying to destroy, can I use this analogy, the child of revival. He's trying to destroy it before it's even completely birthed. And you guys are in full-fledged revival. Let, let me tell you something. The best way that he can do that is to get up in your mind and make you begin to question, what's going on with my leadership? What's going on in, in those that are supposed to be protecting me? Are they really going to protect me or are they going to be the death of me? I refuse, I refuse to, to, to in, 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 uh, entertain those, those thoughts, Brother Nelson. I refuse to let that happen. The devil's nothing but a liar. The scripture tells me the truth is not in him. He is the father of lies. So if God is the father of life and he is the father of all truth, amen, anything that is a lie, amen, is not of God. Hallelujah. We've got to learn. We've got to learn. No matter what the enemy puts in our heads. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. For the truth is not in you. Somebody has said sometime, one time about a friend of mine. Well, he wasn't really much of a friend, but he was somebody I worked with quite a bit. So you know how that person tells if they're lying? <laughs> Their mouth's moving. I know if you, you guys seem like you know somebody like that. Let me tell you, you, I can promise you I know who their father is. And if you want to know, you want to know how to know whether the enemy is lying or not? When he's speaking in your ear. He can't even, he can't even, I got to be careful, but Brother Nelson, he can't even quote scripture right. He knows it, but when it comes out, it doesn't come out right. The scriptures he used against Jesus after Jesus said, hey, hey, uh, man shall not live by bread alone. The enemy started saying, all right, well, this is what this scripture says. But if you go and compare those scriptures to what they actually say that he quoted, you're going to find small, subtle differences. That's why I'm not here to teach on this. I'm not here the pastor. I'll do this at my church. That's why it's important that you don't have so many voices in your life. 
That's the truth. You need to be careful what you listen to on preaching online. You need to be careful about who you're listening to. Be careful. I said be careful. They may have apostolic in front of their title, but let me tell you something. Sometimes, sometimes they they saying things that you probably ought not hear right now. Well, hallelujah. Well, that was free. 2 Samuel chapter 21. I have no idea how this is going to end up. We're going to see where we end up. Second Samuel chapter number 21, <clears throat> verse number 15 is where we'll begin. Read down through the end of the chapter. Second Samuel chapter 21, verse 15, moreover the Philistines had yet war again with, the, with Israel. David went down, his servants with him fought against the Philistines. Everybody's saying David wax faint. David wax faint. And Ishbi Bibinab, I didn't say it right. Ishbi Binab, there we go. One time I preached this, it was Ishbi Bobinab, Ishbi. That dude right there was one of the sons of the giant. The weight of his spear weighed 300 shekels. One person said about 11 and three-quarter pounds of brass in weight. He, being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. Another translation said almost killed him. Almost killed him. But Abishai... The son of Zeruiah secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachai the Hushite slew Saph which was of the sons of the giant. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines where El-Hanan, the son of J-I-E or Jim, something like that, a Bethlehemite slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, the brother of David, slew him. 
These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. These four giants that were killed, they were slew by David and his men. And so for maybe just a little while, this is not going to be something super profound, just some things that I felt in my spirit. Looking for giant slayers. Looking for giant slayers. Can we ask the Lord to speak to our hearts tonight? Lord, we love you. Mm. Let's worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Just don't go to sleep on me just yet. I don't know if we'll get much faster than this, but <laughs> David, as a young boy, some say 16, some say as young as 14. Had his first encounter upon a battlefield. He walked down just doing the bidding of his father. He said, I got a job to do. Got to make sure the warriors down at the battlefield have enough to eat, especially my brothers. I want them to come home. So Dad sent him down to give him some food. He got there and he began to hear something. Brother Nelson, wasn't ringing just right. But it seemed like everybody else, can I say it this way, they got a, accustomed to the noise of the enemy. Yeah, they were hiding. <laughs> but you know, we, we as human beings, can I say it this way? I'm going to anyway. <laughs> 2020 come around, they started hollering, COVID, COVID-19, COVID-19. Everybody went and hid in their homes, started wearing these masks all over the place. And 
did everything that they were told, running for fear. I'm not making fun. I'm just making, I'm making some true statements. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a person on the face of the earth that wasn't walking in some, some, some type of fear. If you're going to say you didn't have any kind of fear as to what was going on, uh, maybe you and me need to become friends. I wasn't afraid to die. But this type of fear was, maybe, maybe I should use the word uncertainty, was more the language I should use, which is a form of fear. I don't have time to Bible study that, but you guys know when you worry about something, that's not godly. In fact, the, 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 the apostle said this. He said, can I put it in my words? He said, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. It's not the will of God that we worry about. Man, I talked about this the last time I was here. But let me tell you something. We should not walk in fear. We should not be worried about what's coming tomorrow. In fact, Jesus said, hey, didn't, didn't my Father which is in heaven take care of the sparrow? Didn't he, doesn't he clothe the birds of the sky? Doesn't he make sure that the lilies of the field have what they need to survive? And you're worried about tomorrow. He said, but seek first my kingdom and all these things should be added to you. And here we are today in 24. Some things changed as a result of 20. Things that we do in life changed. Okay? And guess what we did? We changed with it. What used to not be normal is now normal today. So let's go back to the battlefield. Every day they heard the voice. Send me a man who I can fight with. And when he finished talking about it and jeering and, and making fun of the, 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 the soldiers of Saul... He said, I defy the armies of the living God. And David said, he was new to the situation. He walks on there. He said, what did he just say? <laughs> hey, I was a young man one time, and I was full of fire. You don't believe me? Ask my dad. <laughs> Ask my brother. <laughs> We're not talking about nothing right now. Somebody said, let bygones be bygones. <clears throat> but his oldest brother heard him, and he said, I know what you're doing. You're just here to stir stuff up. Just like, oh, yeah, just like you always do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And he said, man, is there not a cause? 
I don't know how long, my God, help me today. I don't know how long before that. The man of God had come and he broke open the cruise of oil and he poured it over the head of this young boy. And on that day was born a leader to lead out the people of God from the bondage of sin that the king had so, uh, so indoctrinated the people with at that point. A king who, when he first began, King Saul, you guys know who I'm talking about, just, just so we're clear here. King Saul, when he began his reign, he went throughout the land and he, he made sure that they cast out every, every witch and, and got rid of all the witchcraft that was going on. And Before it was all said and done, the man that cast him out was looking for him and saying, hey, I need you to do some seances for me. A pretty backslidden man. It was under his reign that another young man was being raised up. God placed him where he needed to be at certain times. I don't have time to go into all that. I'm going to try to cut to the chase tonight. I don't want to spend hours here. But I want you to understand. I'm trying to get to where I need to be. This man, David, he began his career as a giant killer at a young age. I believe it's evident to me that all the way to 2 Samuel chapter 21, there was evidently still some giants in the land. I bet if you went down to Gath, it was just a common occurrence to see these big fellas. Well, that's where, that's where they were born, right? He didn't kill them all. I'm sure he didn't just fight Goliath. And then he waited all the way till the end of his life to fight Ishbi Benab. Brother Hall, I, I, I may be absolutely way off, but I would dare say there was probably some more giants that were killed in his lifetime. David did it. He's not right here right now. David did it. <laughs> Child of God, I'm going to tell you there are some giants that are laying dead somewhere because of a man that God placed in my life that I have no idea about, but he took care of him because God anointed him to take care of him for me. I know I've changed the whole order of the service, but I just want you to understand, I can't shake this, and i got to get what I feel like God's put on my heart. Brother Nelson, I don't know the giants that have been killed for me. I'm thankful that I had a David who said, hey, there's a cause. There's enough of a cause. In his life, 
I've got to stand up. Even if I've just got a sling and a stone, I'm going to take this giant out. But I'm going to tell you, I've been there. At times, when he was slaying giants, I was laying in the floor beside not maybe not beside him, but in this sanctuary as we begin to battle in the spirit. Working day and into the night, sometimes early in the morning. Fighting battles saying, God, we've got to break through the hold that these giants have gotten upon this church. I've been in those fights. And I watched him identify them and I watched him take them down on his own. Bishop can correct me. He can, he can do whatever he needs to, but this is what I feel we've got to do right now. I want, you to, I want you to listen to me. I'm not trying to put a finger on a weakness that this man has. I want you to understand that. But I'll never forget, church, that there was a night <laughs> my God, that he was almost taken down, church. You weren't there. You may not have known it unless I've told you about it. This is not to expose a weakness in this man. He was doing everything that he possibly could to defend this church during a time of battle. I'm sorry. You have the right to pull me down if I'm getting out of the way. I'll never forget, Brother Nelson. He was with me. It was a Mother's Day. 2017. He had called me. I said, hey, if you're coming, I want you to preach. He said, Brandon, I can't preach. Can't do it. I'm just so exhausted. I said, all right, no problem. Finished church. We went to eat. He couldn't eat. He was so weak and just exhausted. Anybody heard me talk about this before? Lord, help me. I hope I'm not talking about again. We went to eat. Finished eating. I knew something wasn't right. I knew something wasn't right. I got to my house. Just got changed and got in bed. I was sitting there reading my Bible. Just felt urged. I don't know. I don't always read my Bible before I go to sleep, but that night I did. 
sitting there reading my Bible, and all of a sudden, in my mind, the word, the words, nervous breakdown just kept going. You ever been in those types of situations where where the red lights are flashing, the alarms are going off, and this this just pounding in my mind, nervous breakdown, nervous breakdown, nervous breakdown. And I said, I looked at my wife, I said, something's not right with your dad. If, if, we, if we don't figure out what it is, he's going to have a nervous breakdown. Within the second, my phone went off. Sister Riggin picked up his phone and texted me and she said, please come over here now. I wasn't the only one that got the text. Brother Merriman and Brother, Brother Goff both got the text. I lived three blocks from the house, and I hurried, and I got to the house, and I walked in the front door. Folks, I kid you not, that man was laying straight as a board across the armrest of his, of his recliner, holding his chest, and he barely moved his head like this when I come walking into that old living room, and he says, Help me. Help me. <laughs> and I ran over to him. And I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to react. All I knew how to do was say, I've got to get a hold of God for this man. I run over and I grabbed a hold of him and I held on to him with everything I got. And I started crying out to God, help him today. Help this man of God come out from under the the influence of this demon that's trying to choke him out. I spent, I don't know how long we spent in there praying and crying out to God. God! Destroy this giant that's trying to take him out. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not trying to spook anybody out. I want you to know this is real. This war we're talking about is real. I'm going somewhere here in just a few minutes. Just ride with me. I'm not here trying to pat me on the back or anybody else, but what I want you to understand is uh, sometimes your pastor needs somebody to fight on his behalf. Can I tell you something, church? Reagan, I have to apologize on the way here. I know you kept trying to talk to me, but it was, I was running through my mind and I, I wasn't trying to be rude to you. But I want you to know. Bill Hilton, come on. Church, I want you to understand something. I'm not saying this is exactly where the bishop is, 
But this all I'm going to say is, this is what I felt in the Holy Ghost tonight. And if I don't get any further past this and, and God breaks through and has his way, God, do it right now. But if I've ever had, you guys know me, I hope. I don't just say any time God said this. But if I ever heard God's voice, I heard it tonight on the way here. You just ride with me a minute more and I'll get there. I'm fighting hell right now. He knows I'm about to come down his aisle here in just a minute. I'm not afraid of him. I've faced this guy before. I'll face him again, church. But it'll sure make it a lot easier if you face him with me. And David waxed faint. He waxed faint. So much so that that dumb giant thought he had the, the goods that day. But not in Olathe, Kansas. Can, can, can you please put... put Thinking I'm arrogant aside, I just want to try to get somewhere tonight. There was a night, Mother's Day 2017, that somebody said, hey, David needed an Abishai one day. Right. <laughs> My God. And Abishai came rocking through the door. And he got a hold of, the, of David and he said, hey, come on, man. Yeah. We got to get you out of the way. And I've got a business to take care of right now. Come on, somebody, get a hold of what I'm talking about. I'm not pushing him out of my way. But I want that devil in hell, Brother Nelson, to know he had no business with his hands on my pastor. You cannot convince me that pastor's not going through a spiritual attack. You say it's physical. It's just natural things. No, my pastor's been sick too much in his lifetime for this to be something just natural to happen all the time. I'm sick and tired of seeing my pastor going through what he's going through. And you know what that tells me? He must be a David that, the, that all of hell trembles. If you ain't figured out where I'm going here now, something's wrong. <laughs> Y'all can sit down, Brother Hilton, you stay up. I'm not done with you. My God, I hate the devil right now. He walks in this place. Anybody else feel the way I do right now? 
Saint of God, you better listen to this preacher right now. If you haven't prayed for your pastor the entire time he's been gone, shame on you. You have not been on the battlefield. You have been absent without leave, my friend. And it's time for you to show up to the battle. And I'm telling you, there's some of you that, have, that, that are in this place right now. You haven't been fighting like you should be fighting. Despite the fact that the bishop sent out the call, hey, we're at war, church. It's time to get in the battle. I know Brother Hilton has been preaching about the art of war. But it's not good if you don't apply it. Can I say it this way? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't care whose feelings I hurt tonight. I'm here right now and I'm after a devil. And I'm sick and tired of the effects I've seen him have on this church. I know there are people out sick. I wish you was here. God, I, I ask I pray that He wants to heal you. But let me tell you, we're going through it at home. We're gonna go, we're going through it here. The churches across this nation are going through whatever this is. Because hell knows God's got something on the horizon. And honey, we better be ready when it begins to flow. Let me tell you something else. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just ride with me. I promise we'll get there. I got to deal with some things right now. Because if everybody's not on board, we're going to have to deal with your spirit before we deal with that spirit. Because you're going to be in the way. You're going to be nothing but dead weight. And can I help you understand something? Well, here I go anyway. You listening to me? If that thought has crossed your mind that your pastor isn't what he used to be, oh, it's here. It may not have been something you thought, but that spirit's here. My pastor's not got what he used to have. No, sir. This was all orchestrated by God. I didn't get enough amens. I said all of this was orchestrated by God. Whether you believe it or not. This sabbatical didn't take God by surprise. These health issues didn't take God by surprise. It took some of you by surprise. And hell's you done his best to play with your mind. To try to convince you that things are changing in a drastic way. Yeah, things should be changing in a drastic way. Spiritually, Brother Nelson, we've got to destroy it. You can't tell me, brother, you haven't felt what I'm feeling. Dad, we fought this devil too long. We about got his head off a few times. 
But he was here in the pulpit, and he was helping us fight that thing. Giving us direction. He's shown us how to take a few giants down. How do you think Abishai knew exactly what to do? It just took one, though. Abishai stood up, and something triggered in the hearts of these young men. You know, one of the brothers that made fun of David when he was on the battlefield and he said, what, is it not a cause? Do you realize one of his own, one of his own nephews of one of those doubting brothers slew one of those giants? You can't tell me you don't have it in you. All right, you want proof? All right, let's just do that. That's the wrong, that's the wrong one. Second Corinthians 10, Paul said this, I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. <clears throat> but can I say it this way? I beg you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. Wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Can I just break that down real quick? Just real easy. He said, listen, guys, some of you are just going with the flow, and I want to come deal with you so badly. He said, but I hope, this is my words, all right, but I hope you get things together before I get there. I never thought about that. I've already read these next verses. Because this is what follows. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Can I, can I do this also? I took that word and I asked my church to say, you know what carnal, carnality means? Really simple. Because I had to try to explain it to a nine-year-old and he didn't understand all the big terms that we apostolics use. You know what I did, Sister Nelson? If you go down and you begin to study that word carnal, at the base of it is this thing called self. Can I say it this way? The weapons of our warfare are not selfish. But they are mighty through God 
To do what? Tearing down strongholds. I'm trying to give you the way to victory tonight. You've already seen some victory and I'm thankful for it. But let me tell you something. This devil, I've messed with him before. Yeah, I have. And he likes to play hide and seek. He'll let us have victory for a while. And then he'll come over and he say, Hey, Pastor don't really love you like like you think he does. Guess guess what? He 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 was pointing at you while he was preaching. He pointed you out in front of the whole church. You really don't have to do everything he says. Hey. You know, Pastor's just old. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. Brother Hilton, he's just inexperienced. He can't lead this church. You hearing what I'm saying tonight? Who, who was that saying? You hear me what I say? He lays down. And then we pick up on him and we realize, oh, man, he's here already. And by then, some of us have entertained him a little too long. I know whereof I speak. I have been persuaded by this thing before. Can I tell you, folks, I stood in that pulpit and I apologized to this church because I was persuaded by that thing before. I promise you, I know whereof I speak tonight. This nasty spirit is subtle. And you know how I know it starts showing up around our church? As people start going to other folks, saying, man, I'm a victim. That's not what they're saying, but they're trying to get you to feel that way. Can you believe so-and-so said such and such? Small things that don't even really matter to a hill of beans. Stupid stuff, folks. I'm sorry. You can be mad at me, but I'm mad at this devil, and I'm sick and tired of him hiding out in the church. It's time to get rid of him. Somebody can take everything I'm saying tonight and tear it all apart. But I'm here to tell you tonight, this church is walking in the perfect will of God right now. God said, David, I need you off the battlefield for a while. I'm going to say it again. David, I need you off the battlefield for a while. 
You're not coming back to the battlefield. In fact, I don't even want you listening in to the battle. And knowing him, he's broke the rule a few times. Sorry, Bishop. I don't know if he's listening. I really don't know. Not the men this time. I believe it was ordained of God, Brother Hilton. He said, David, I need you to get off the battlefield for a while. Do you know why? Can, can I just do a little bit? If your feet are hurting, you can sit down. But otherwise, I need your help. Okay. You'll see why I'm talking about asking him to do this in a few minutes. I've had to learn a few things as a pastor. Don't mean I know everything. I promise you that. But I've fought this devil too many times. And it's time for him to be exposed to everybody around. He exposes himself in time. And anybody that begins to allow those thoughts to go through their mind. Do you know where it begins? Somebody that's easily offended. It's where he shows up. And you're not going to see that offended one most of the time until it's infected him. Or her. I'm not saying you're the offended one, okay? <laughs> and then the preacher gets up and says, hey, we need to put these things aside. And he'll lay down. He'll let you come to the altar. Guess what? He'll even let you pray through. And then you'll go home. And all those feelings come right back. I've heard this saying all my life. You know why that's happening? You know why it's growing back? You know why I hate bamboo so much? Have you ever tried to extract bamboo? It's the worst tree to try to extract from a yard. Because its root system, it tangles into everything. It don't break through. It surrounds it. And if you're not careful, you'll end up tearing utilities out of the ground, all that stuff. Where regular trees, you can normally break the roots and just yank the joker right out. Can I use the analogy? This spirit's a lot like bamboo trees. It's going to take some digging. And you know what has to happen with bamboo? You have to dig below. Sometimes, I saw a yard one time that we were digging bamboo out of. I don't know why they put it all in there, but it was all the way down their foundation. We went all the way down to the bottom at the footers of an eight-foot foundation, and we still weren't at the bottom of those. But you have to get under them and remove them and put fresh dirt in, or the bamboo will come back. 
I don't think I have to make too many analogies like that more. Some of you, you're going to have to go down to the footers of your foundation. Because you've let that nasty old spirit sit in your, in your life too, too long. And the only way it can affect a church is if somebody that is a part of that church has opened the door for it to take root into. That's why the Apostle Paul said, don't give place to the devil. If you give him a room to live in, he's going to do it. And guess what? He's not just going to affect your life. He's going to affect others around you. Just like the Holy Ghost does when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm almost done. You've got to learn when. What did you say the other day in your lesson? The best way to surprise. The best way to surprise the uh, the enemy. Was it you that I heard talking about that somewhere? The best way to surprise the enemy is to catch them when they're sleeping. When he's totally not expecting you. Well, guess what? He's going to be expecting it tonight. And we're going to do some work in here in just a few minutes. Because I promise you I'm almost done. This is what I felt. I said, God, I don't want to tell the church if it's not something. I almost called the bishop, but it was too close to church time, and I wanted to make sure I had my, my spirit right. So I, here I am. God said, David, time for you to get off the battlefield for a while. And it's time for your mighty men to begin to fight. I said, mighty men. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about each and every one of you. Abishai, you're going to have to pick up the sword and finish Ishbai Binab off. You can't let him live. He'll be back. You know, his brothers will show up. One has six fingers and six toes. I don't know literally, but all those giants, all those giants, they stick close and they don't like being killed off. But can I show you something real quick? Does anybody know what ish by Benab means? Dweller on the mountain. Caleb said, give me my mountain. I know the bishop's been fighting a long time. Can I say in this church, this is the most unified I've ever felt this church in all the time I've been here. 
Yeah. And I've been here since before Bishop showed up. Not long before. But church, David's not on the battlefield anymore. Not right now. But you know why God had him come off the battlefield? It's because he needed a Abishai to get up and not just hear it from the top dog where it war. But Abishai showed up and he said, hey church, we got a war to fight. He did it for three weeks straight, folks. And I feel good tonight in the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you that nasty old spirit's still lurking around. And he's going to show his old ugly head. And I came tonight to declare war on that spirit that has taken your mountaintop position for too long. God said it's time to kill Ish by Benab right now. Not when the bishop gets home. Right now. It's time to kill Ishbab and Nob right now. Abishai, pick up your sword. Come on, it's time to kill Ishbab and Nob right now. Are there any other? Giant killers in the house tonight. I'm not saying 100%. I feel this way. But this is what I feel. I feel like some of that attack upon the bishop's physical health is going to begin to relax itself. These are bold statements, and I'm sorry. But, Dad, you've got to fight. Right. You've got to fight, Brother Jaheim. It's time to fight. Yes, it's time to yes, fight. Sir. It's time to get this giant. Uh, he's ugly. He's, he's big. Uh, he's got a big sword, and it's brand new, and he's coming after you. But he's trying to destroy the one who's leading you. And it's time for you to say, hey, I'm not going to let him destroy my pastor. Pastor. 